Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode on Barnes University Radio. Um, this is another just chatting with Charles session. Um, should be relatively brief. Um, just talking about um, a topic and a thought before it kind of comes into fruition. Before it's a big story. Before people start catching, you know, or picking up on it. And I'm going to be talking about Mike Vrabel in his coaching style um, with specifically one player that comes to mind, but I'm certain there's several. Uh, a lot of people, you know, in general, people, we're human. We like to put our ideologies on people. We like to put our mantras, our dogmas, our opinions and we like to share it and we like to um, act as if it's your way or the highway and your way is the only way that works. Um, transparently, I've studied successful teams. I've implemented it uh, in more minute manners on, on lower scale situations. I've been a victim of it as well. And that, like I said, is a very human thing. Um, but like I said, there's 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 certain ways that do work and it's been consistent. So let's not, you know, try to reinvent the wheel too much. Um, however, this is a credit to Mike, Mike Vrabel's coaching style before people start crediting him for it. Adore Jackson, for instance. Uh, Jacksonville game basically muffs a a punt that, you know, shifts the momentum, gives the Jacksonville Jaguars seven points. And it it really, you know, you can't lose a game in the first quarter, but it really just changed the complexion of how you thought that game was going to go. And, you know, it tests your psyche, you know, Um, you still could have won that game, but You know, it's tough to come back from that. What I saw, you know, at least the TV copy was Adore Jackson wide eyed um, after the fumble, looking Mike Vrabel right in his eyes. And Vrabel is probably, you know, I don't know what he's saying, probably saying, you know, what you have to do. Um, Probably saying we're going to keep giving you opportunities, um, but, you know, Get it together, focus on your technique, focus on whatever. I'm not sure what he says, but, you know, it wasn't animated whatsoever. It was just nice, calm, cool, and collected. Now, my coaching style, I'm, I, you know, I've, I've coached a little bit. I wouldn't say that's my expertise. I'm not, I wouldn't say that I'm a, I'm a coach. I know the game enough from watching it and being around, you know, great football minds, in my opinion, and, you know, and just picking their brain. But my my whole thing with Adore, as I've said, and with a lot of players that's like him is, you know, you you have this mentality and this edge about yourself that when you're on the football field, it kind of takes your game to another level. And it's not to say that, you know, you don't make mistakes when you're you're in this zone per se. But it kind of puts you in a different um, realm from other players because you play with this edge, this 
you play with this chip on your shoulder. You know, being a former player, I didn't get that until late. And, you know, I was a late bloomer. I didn't get it until my senior year. I started football late and stuff like that. So, you know, and then at the end of the day, I believe some people have it and some people don't. Rodori Jackson is a player and, and a person that I just believe is a fun loving type of guy. Now, my, you know, being the type of coach that I am, and this is why I think eventually Mike Vrabel's coaching um, style will get to Adoree. But my coaching style, just off of impulse, would have been to probably bench him, probably not even have him out there, probably not even have him on the team to some degree. You know, that's just my extreme of how I feel about the situation. But let me get to the point. Mike Vrabel's coaching style is very, you know, specific to the player. It isn't, it isn't a my way or the highway. It isn't, you know, rigid. It is based on the personality of the player and his relationship with the player. You know, and I don't think he tries to force anything on that player that the player doesn't respond to. Now, I I find value in that, and and being a Titans fan um, for you know all this long time, going through Jeff Fisher, Mike Munchak, Ken Wisenhunt, um, Mike Malarkey, you know now Mike Vrabel, and then all of the coordinators that come with that. The things that I've learned, like. Those press conferences are very important. Those in-game situations and decisions and all these press conferences I've watched over the years and, you know, meeting some of these people and studying some of these people, I've learned a lot. And one of the things that I've learned about Vrabel is, and as I've watched this year, this year to me is about, you know, staying not too high, not too low. Just stay in the course, you know, even kill. And I think that's that is going to bode well for the Tennessee Titans in the long run. You know, as we look at this team from the outside looking in, um, we're going to have a lot of comments and a lot of, you know, uh, judgments and criticisms because we're on the outside looking in at the end of the day. Um, and the best way to ride a ship, to be the captain of a ship, is to be that rock, be that stable force. Now, it doesn't mean that you're, you know, you're sweeping the, the problems under the rug. It just means that you're not attacking it from an emotional standpoint. And, you know... I would say on the most part that I am, I, that's how I attack a lot of problems. But in terms of the coaching aspect, I'm not saying that what I've said before, you know, and I kind of have a um, a vested interest anyway, because, you know, obviously, you know, I have my own thing going in my own way, you know, my own thing going right now, building relationships to get me to that point. But, you know, obviously, I would like to be on that team and help them and assist them in whatever way possible. You know, obviously, my 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 vocation is more on the scouting side, but you know, of, of course, I have a vested interest on my game plan. And if this would have happened and this would have happened, yeah, I would have 
possibly put them in a better position, assisted or gave a voice or gave a suggestion. Sure. But at the end of the day, I am tipping my hat to a coaching style that should be implemented more because, you know, to be honest, and I don't want to say any names, let's just say the coach before Malarkey might not have had that type of ideology. And it's an appreciation for a very versatile, um, a very open and a very, um, I think it, it has a formula for success because, you know, even like I said, looking at this year, you look at the last, the few, the champions of this year, I look no further than the Toronto Raptors. I mean, that team was as even keel as you could see. It's one of the more impressive championship runs that I've seen. And it was because of a very steady rocking Kawhi Leonard and a very, very, you know, a coach that was very similar, you know, in their coach. So I just feel like we got to give Mike Brabel his credit early, you know, is only his second year, but that type of coaching style is important. Now, these press conferences, do I want him to say a little bit more? But you got to understand, you know, I have a newfound respect for these coaches and these players in press conferences because with all due respect to the beat writers and the the reporters that ask the questions, you know, me personally, I'm, I would answer – in a different way. And it's not to say that you're a hole or or anything like that. I would like, you know, play along with the the tone of the questions and just kind of use that time to be entertained as opposed to actually, you know, answering the question the way that Vrabel answers the question. He's very he gives he's is a lot of give and take. You know, he t- he gets an answer. He does his best to give a, you know, astute answer. With me, I would take those questions and just kind of be entertained. Some of them would, you know, be frank and astute. Others would be, you know, just, you know, entertaining myself up there because there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of things that are so juxtaposed to your ideology or what you're really thinking but um, lots of respect for him in that manner as well. But like, you know, with Adoree, the way that he's handled it, I think it'll pan out because you th- got to think Adoree is um, in, in some ways, you know, I hope we don't take this the wrong way, but a mama's boy, really big on family um, uh, from Chicago, spent his years on the West Coast. Now he's from t- now he's in Tennessee. And I know he's been here for a while, but. You know, you got to think probably his upbringing all his life, you know, he was around like a big support system, big family support system. And you come to Tennessee, that's not necessarily there every day. And it can be a bit, you know, you don't know what was his motivations to play football. Maybe it was to show off to his family. And that's where he feels most at home when he has that good support system. So my way of coaching or if I coached, you know, this is just really Saying what I learned and giving a shout out to Vrabel more than just saying that, you know, I would suck at coaching. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying this is a respect factor and a learning lesson for anybody who thinks like this. 
um, that, you know, him loving on Adore per se. And I don't know what they say behind closed doors, but what what I visually think that is going on, I think that might might be more effective for Adore than saying that, yo, you've lost it or, you know, we should have drafted Tredavious White or, you know, something, you know, blah, and I'm being, you know, um, you know, jestful uh, here, but, you know, instead of the more harsher approach, like if you can't do it, get off the field, but embracing it, giving them another shot, giving them another chance. And, you know, at some point, the decision to do that obviously could help or hurt. But what I'm saying is I respect the ability because I do think that's probably the best way to deal with the Dory is to love on them, give them that more support and, you know, different guys. You know, a guy like Delaney, for example, speaking out, talking about his days back in the day. And I, I kind of said that on Assembling Titans that you should check out week four Falcons preview, preview, excuse me, talking about Delaney Walker and what he means to the Tennessee Titans, how much respect I have for him. And, you know, another guy that played for the Titans, Nate Washington, their development here in Tennessee. And, you know, obviously being a veteran and you know, really, I'm not going to say close to age, within 10 years of age and playing during the same time, you know, you coach him a little differently. It's a little bit more probably relaxed and, you know, man to man. And, you know, you know, you know, Vrabel has his tidbits here and there. And I'm pretty sure Delaney has his back and forth. So I'm just saying there's different ways to do it. And you just kind of have to have you know, what, and, and Kobe has said this before too, you guys know that I'm a big Kobe guy, um, you know, one of the biggest challenges was him was finding what emotionally motivates his teammates and pushing them there. When times get rough, um, not everybody is intrinsically focused and, and passionate to where they can intrinsically internally motivate themselves and, and they play the game to be the best. Some people are playing for other reasons. And you have to find those emotional cues that get people right back on track to where they need to be. You know, because nobody's, you get to the NFL for a reason. You have some type of skill set. You have some type of mindset. You have something in you. So even the worst of the worst NFL players, something got them there. Now it's about trying to find that emotional cue that gets them to the next level. And I think that whether Mike Rabel intentionally does it or not, I think he's on the right track. I think that even kill not too high, not too low is a dangerous a team that thinks like that and is like that is dangerous. As long as you know those emotional cues like sense of urgency. I know even kill and not too high, not too low seems like it, 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 it describes a person that's just so melancholy and you know, lackadaisical, but as long as you know that we're going to play our butts off at a high paced level, um, fast, furious, sense of urgency, you know, tactful, skillful with strategy. But at the same time, when adversity strikes, we don't, you know, go cry and tuck our tails. And when success happens, we don't, we're not so, you know, we're not in so heavily in elation and 
and, and arrogance that we just forget about things, but we're right, you know, right where we need to be and we're, we're moving forward. So that was a shout out to, you know, our coach, um, you know, and, you know, if, if, if you were to rank the responsibility of at the one and two record currently, I think that he'd be down on the list because of, for one, yes, he had a say so in some of the forming of the roster. He's not out there playing football on the field. So, you know, his responsibility of what's happened right now continues to get pushed down as if we're pointing fingers. We're not pushing fingers. I'm just saying for anybody who's saying that they there needs to be turnover right now, I don't think so right now. You know, we have to look at it from, you know, different perspectives. But that's all I had to say. Something that's on my mind before it starts becoming a big story or whatever. I want to say it first from, you know, my mouth about that type of coaching style. And it's more of a coaching style that appreciates um, very similar to real estate as opposed to something that's so, you know, a John Gruden type of coaching that you see it here and now. And, you know, it's in your face. So that's all I got to say. Another uh, another great, I, th- I think, great thought provoking um, subject matter for the masses um, on Barnes University Radio. Thank you guys. Enjoy the game tomorrow in Atlanta versus the Falcons at noon or one Eastern time. God bless. Have a great night and uh, tighten up, man.